Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy April. And welcome back to another episode of the Black Girl Fit Files. Yay. I am your host, Delijah Franklin. And if you are new to subscribing or if you're new to the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. I realize that this is like episode 12 or 13, I believe. And somehow I never told people to subscribe. I don't I don't know what I was thinking. This is a learning process for me. But yes, please be sure to subscribe. And also, please be sure to write a review, you know, leave five stars, do all the things. We are back up on Spotify. Spotify had a glitch in their system and it erased the podcast. And they wrote me back and they were, I, you know, people actually thank you, everybody, because I didn't even know that it was not on Spotify. But a few people wrote in and was like, um, I can't find your episodes. I can't find your podcast. So thank you so much for writing in and letting me know that there was a glitch in their system. And somehow they deleted a few hundred podcasts or something like that. And out of the thousands of podcasts, mine happened to be one of them. But we are back up and running on Spotify. So you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes podcast. You can catch us on Google Play, and on Stitcher. A little bit about me, if you are new to this. My name is Delijah. I live in New York City. I am a Harlem girl through and through. I'm originally from Ohio, and I am a pole dancer. I teach pole fitness here in New York. I also compete in pole dancing, do all of the things with pole dancing. I've been doing it for about 10 years. I just recently got back in the competition game and had my first competition back in four years due to me being in school, getting my master's degree in acupuncture, which yay, praise the Lord, I'm done. And I will be opening my acupuncture practice very, very soon, specializing in treating athletes, dancers with all of the pains and aches. So if you are in New York City, be sure to come get acupuncture by me. Yay. Um, Yeah, so let's see. Run of the show today. We have a really special guest on. Every guest is special. Every guest is amazing. And I just keep finding these dope, amazing women of color that are just kicking ass in their field and in what they do and in the, the sport that they are in. And today's episode is with the beautiful Ashley Fox here in New York City. And she is just... She does these death-defying pole tricks that are amazing. She has her own pole studio. She's the 2018 Pole Sport Organization champion. She's the 2018 Pole Classic champ, and she has just been in the game for a while, and we are going to get to all of that stuff just in a moment. But I also just realized, you guys, that it is April, and your girl is not excited about her summer body. My summer body is, like, not my summer body yet. (laughs) And I say that because I just finished doing a pole competition. And of course, you know, pole dancing works the typical upper arms and you get the upper body strength and all of those things. But I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day and I was like, "Ooh, these legs. Ooh, my booty needs to sit a little bit higher. So I have dedicated myself for the month of April because I'm six weeks away from the Black Girls Pole Bermuda Retreat. Yes, we're going back to Bermuda this year. It's going to be amazing. And I... I just need to, you know, tone it up a little bit. I need to get back on my kettlebell swings and everything. So I have dedicated myself to kicking my own ass and getting the squats and all the kettlebells and things. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. I'll, I'll be letting you know how that goes. 
I also, Lord Jesus, I'm saying this out loud so that people can hold me accountable for this. I gave up drinking alcohol, but I only drink on Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> that sounds like not a big deal to people, but I can like throw back a glass of wine or three probably almost every night. You know, I got to be mindful of it. There's alcoholism runs in my family, but <laughs> I've pulled back and I am only drinking on the weekends, Fridays and Saturdays. And it's not that easy. I'm just being very transparent because, yeah, it's not, but it's got to be worth it. So anyway, Ashley Fox, you guys. Hello, Ashley. How are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to have you on the show. Like, you've just been nonstop doing all of the things. Like, how are you, girl? <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling motivated. I'm feeling like I need to push to the next level, yes. but whatever. What? <laughs> what is the next level for you? Guys, seriously, like, if you don't know Ashley Fox, like, go online, look her up. She does these tricks, these pole tricks that she, like, suspends herself in the air from, like, her pinky toe, basically, and does these death-defying things, and I'm just like, oh, my God, every time. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's amazing, and... Yeah, we'll get into all of that. But yeah, can you just kind of talk about like how you've been, what you've been up to, all of the things that you do? And yeah. So most recently, uh, let's say let's go past six months. Um, I have been doing competition prep, not only for myself, but also for uh, many of my students. Yes. Um, we also have organized a showcase for the studio and basically we trying to, you know, make our studio as well better, our studio as well more on point. Hopefully in the next year or two, we can expand to another location. So I've been keeping myself busy. If I ain't on the pole, I'm doing the studio. If I ain't doing the studio, I'm trying to expand on my flexibility on and on. Yes. So Ashley actually owns, you are the owner, founder, instructor of Foxy Fitness and Pole here in New York City. And you have a second location in Jersey as well. So yep. you're like nonstop. How do you find the time to be an instructor, be a studio uh, owner, and be able to have personal time to train for yourself? Because that's a lot of things to do. Honestly, it, it is a lot, you know, and it takes a lot of time management and mental control because mm. you know what? Sometimes I have to cover shifts last minute. That's what happened to me. Uh, this most recent competition, you know, one of my instructors out of town, I had to cover stuff, not because we didn't have coverage, but maybe we missed one thing or there was a crazy party that ended up in the wrong location and it just be, you know, unexpected. But you know, that's business anyway. Right. So you have to keep that rolling. At the same time, you have to have the mental strength to be like, okay, I know I feel tired, but I better do something. You know, I just try to get there. If you can get in the studio, that's the first step. The next step would be setting one or two goals you're trying to accomplish in the studio. So even if you do get distracted, you can get right back on track. Wow. You know? Yes. You, I have to tell you, you're probably the most resilient and hardworking, hardest training pole dancer that I've 
probably ever seen like legit (laughs) yeah Yeah, like really and it's just crazy to have seen you like watched you unfold and become you know I've been watching you for a while um and you're just at the top of your game and you just are fearless and that's what's amazing about you as a pole dancer as a performer is that you just are fearless with your movement and with the routines that you come up with and also even fearless with just being like we're gonna open up two studios we're gonna have two locations (laughs) and this is what it is (laughs) so yeah so tell us a little bit about your story like how long have you been pole dancing okay like you know Stories be weird because you don't want to be going on and on about every little detail, but I'm going to wrap it into like a smooth version. You have time. You have time. Okay. Okay. So I initially was introduced to pole dancing when I was waitressing when I was in Maryland. Okay. We had a girl who was a dancer and she, well, she was a dancer. She was an exotic dancer. So, you know, my friend who was my manager at the time, she was interested in that. You know, she was intrigued by that. I guess we ended up seeing seeing her at the club or whatever. And then she invited me to a class she'd been taking in Maryland. Um, And I went and I just had so much fun because I felt as if I was athletic and I knew how to dance. But when I took the class, I ended up actually I should have took an intro class, but I didn't. I thought so highly of myself. I went ahead and took a level one, two class level one slash two class and I was struggling to keep up but it was very fun to me right so that was my initial minimal exposure and I did dibble and dabble in that for a while but it really didn't my passion for like the competitive like committed pole dancing really didn't evolve until um I ended up in New York and I was going to FIT at the time okay and um I was on YouTube and I saw Janine Butterfly and her clips of some competition she was doing. And when she was doing her maneuvers, I was like, dang, this is way iller than I ever thought it could be. (laughs) You know, it was just like I started getting exposed to more ill, like strength, crazy flexibility style. And I'm crazy. Like I've always been crazy like that. That's why I've always loved gymnastics, cheerleading on and on because I'd be crazy like that. Okay. And. When I saw that, I was like, dang, I didn't know I could really go hard like this. <laughs> so that's when I started like being more into it. Um, that brought me to, when I was in New York, I ended up meeting my vis- business partner, Virgil, who we co-own Foxy Fitness and Pole together. Right, right. Um, when we met initially, you know, we built a, we built a friendship, we built a bond. Um, and then we was trying to come up with something we could do to like make some money. I mean, I was going to school, right? You know, you know, school is expensive. Oh, like, no. yes, because I'm from out of state, so FIT for me was way more expensive than if you was from New York. Exactly. I mean, and just I in right, just in general. So you were at. It's so crazy that you were at FIT, which is Fitness Institute of Wait, Fashion no. Institute of Thank Technology. <laughs> I just said. Fitness, oh my God, I'm so special. Fitness on your mind. You Fitness see, on your mind. clearly. So you <laughs> went there, which is funny because it's four blocks away from where you actually opened up your pole studio. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. And that's the weirdest thing about life. Like, I never even thought like that would happen like that. You know right. what I mean? So we got that space, which Virgil found. I could have never found that space. He found it. And I was like, oh, I know this area. I used to go to school right there. So I felt like at home. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
it was it wasn't unfamiliar. Yeah, man, I just I just knew we we wanted to build something. We wanted to build something. We were young, you know, we wanted to to make money but not, you know, be working this 9 to 5 or me continuing to go to my bachelor's and spend more money that I just didn't have. Right. I had saved some money, but not enough to really go to school just enough to pay off what I just finished and that was just like oh no I can't keep doing this right and so then you know it's the the hard the scariest part is like taking the dive to be like okay I'm opening a business that has nothing to do with my degree <laughs> exactly but we're yeah. gonna give it a go and this is like a learning process every day is a learning process of how to yeah. get people in the door and how to make a successful business which is what you've done Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So how long has Foxy been open? Foxy's been open. Well, it was founded at uh, the end of 2011, but we opened our doors in uh, January of 2012. Okay. So around January, February 2012, we really didn't get, you know, a lot of flow until I think April or May around there. It, okay. it was really slow at the beginning. But yeah, man, I didn't want to um, really instruct be an instructor you know I just really wanted to compete you know that's where my mind was but Virgil was like you need to be an instructor you know there's not many studios out here <laughs> I was like I don't know so anyways I ended up taking a certification and was like fuck it let's go let's <laughs> let's do this I guess it's gonna be fun you know <laughs> wow Wow. And and I mean, of course it is because you guys are successful. You know, Pulse Studios, they open and close. We've, we've seen the wave of studios that open and mm-hmm. then they close. And then, you know, so what do you think is what do you think that is it is that it's like keeping, you know, the doors open besides you guys and the family and stuff? Like, what is it besides that that is keeping it where it is? I mean, I could only figure a few things you know our commitment and our love for what we do and our genuine compassion for the people who walk through our doors I think that's a huge deal and that's a huge breath of breath of fresh air for New York City especially god yes Um, I also think you know us focusing on you know having our students develop you know outside of something like you know being sensual and sexy I think it's amazing but I think sometimes you know Women are so self-conscious already. Mm-hmm. Like, like having that extra challenge to as well be sexy. At the time when we opened, we didn't focus on that. So I think it relieved a lot of women to be like, "Oh, this is fitness. I don't. I'm not doing this to be sexy. I'm not doing this to be sexual. So you know, my family or my friends will be more accepting of it. I feel more comfortable with it. You know, we do sexy style now. We got exotic glow flow now. But right. at the beginning, we started. We were one of the rare studios that was focusing on exclusively the the uh, artistic, fitness, athletic side. Yes, okay. you guys were. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, nice. Yes. Okay. So we're where are we? Two thousand. What is this? Twenty nineteen. So you've been open successfully seven years. Congratulations just on that. <laughs> Thank you. It's crazy because the time be flying, and you don't even realize unless you look at your numbers that you're getting bigger. And, and doing better, it just feels like you're just working and just trying to make solve problems and improve. Yeah. So you caught up in that, and then you realize, dang, we've grown. You guys have. You guys literally have grown. Even even seeing you, you know, at the competitions and stuff. It used to be like, 
body and pull, body and pull, body and pull. But now it's like Foxy Fitness is in the building. We know you guys are in the building. And it's it's like we're here. We're here and we ain't going nowhere. And it's amazing to see it. So congrats on that. Yes. <laughs> um. So do you plan on doing more competitions? Like what's your where are you going? Listen, definitely. You know, I can't stop certain things. Certain goals I have, I'll be trying to achieve that goal, whether it's winning first place in this or winning first place in that. If I don't do the first time or the second time or the third time, I might just keep going until I do it. But this time, I think my goal is I want to try to, you know, get my feet wet international. So I'm considering doing American Pole League. Um, I'm considering doing Pole Expo just because I love Pole Expo. Um, I'm considering doing, you know, the... Uh, athletic or artistic uh, USPSF at Pole Expo. Um, these are my three goals that I want to accomplish in fire nice. competition this year. Gotcha. Um, I want to try, try to keep it, you know, simple, not overdo it, because I think it's going to take more work for me to be on point going international than, you know, local. Right, right, right. Yes, but you've you've toured internationally as well, so you've taught workshops not only in the states, but you've also toured internationally as well, teaching workshops, right? Yep, yep. I did compete and do workshops in Mexico. Um, but that's really about it. Really, I haven't really gone anywhere else yet. Oh, well then really? we're we're declaring that you will be teaching workshops this year out of the country, girl. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're I need putting that. putting it in the atmosphere. It's in the atmosphere. Let's do it. That's, yes. a, that's a good one. I yes. love that. Yes, it is out in the atmosphere. So, Ashley, this takes Oh, Wait! What? Um, I might be doing uh actually a workshop in Milan. I my bad, Milan, Italy. Um, it's called e, e, Pole Love, um, and it's hosted by Go Pole Fitness. I mean, I haven't gotten my final confirmations on that final final confirmations, but I got my preliminary confirmations, so I forgot about that. But that is happening May twenty fourth of this year. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. Then we're starting already. You're international. Okay, then. <laughs> we're putting that out there. Yes. <laughs> well, congrats on that. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Yes. So, guys, this takes us into our Dear Delijah segment. Dear Delijah, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, is when you all write in and ask questions that you have for the guest on the show. I I really like this section. Every time I'm like, why did I call this Dear Delijah when it's really people being like, dear whoever the guest is? Because y'all ain't never got questions for me. It's fine. I don't take it personally. <laughs> but the Dear Delijah is actually from a girl named Ashley. She wrote in and emailed. And her name is Ashley. She's like, dear Ashley, (laughs) um, where do you find your motivation from and how long do you work on certain moves before you decide to either give up on them or commit to them and put them in a routine? Mm, Good question. Can you repeat the first part? Because I was caught up in the second part. Where do you find your motivation? We'll start with that. Okay. So... My motivation, sometimes it comes from me observing others and their good work and their great accomplishments in regards to pole, whether it's, you know, watching a, a pole dancer who inspires me or a pole dancer I think that works hard or is innovative. Mm-hmm. That's one motivation. Another motivation for me is, I mean, well, I do have students and I I be trying to, you know, 
help them strive to do better and be better. And I know the only way is to do by example right. and live by example. So that's a motivator. But, you know, for people who don't have, you know, students, the, the other thing I do is I try to constantly, constantly remind myself and keep in my heart that I'm doing something I love to do. Mm. You know, even when it's a competition, it's like, once you get to the competition, what you going to do? Change your moves after you see what everyone else got? No. Right. Because you going to look a mess. <laughs> you got to do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> Can't change nothing. So when I, when I do it, I, although when I create my routines, I'm trying to be competitive, what I do is I focus on, you know, as I get closer to a competition, focusing on that performance, enjoying myself on stage, knowing this is a chance for me to showcase what I can do and hopefully inspire others. Yes. And that's a big motivator for me because people don't realize how big of an inspiration as an individual you are. To someone you might not even know, you might have never met, or you might haven't met yet. But we are uplifting and inspiring each other in ways that we don't realize. Yes. And it's a big motivation for me to be like, you know what? I know I'm going through it. I know it's hard, but I have to see it through because someone else might need this advice in the future. Yes, yes. So true. That is so true. There's been so many times that I've been like, I'm quitting. And it's just, it, it takes like that one person to be like, hey, you don't know me, but like, Thank you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, exactly. I can't quit. Oh, exactly. Is... Yeah, very true. So part two of the question is, this is a good one because you're better than me because I'll be like, oop, I'm just not doing this move. <laughs> <But> <laughs> How long do you work on certain moves before you decide to either give up on them or really commit to them and put them in a routine? Okay, well... The length ranges because some of the moves I work on end up being harder than I expected or hard, as hard as I expected. And some might come a little easier. So, you know, I could work eight, eight months. I could work for a year or I could work for two weeks or I could work for eight weeks. But my cutoff is once it starts getting to the month of competition, if I still need a spot a month or three weeks before competition, I'm taking it out because right. I'm going to have to push it off I never quit on my moves that's the difference between me and maybe others I don't quit on my moves but most times if it's not consistent and stable I just won't put it on stage right. I'll, I'll, I'll put it off till the next comp and try to get it in that time if that don't work I'll try to get it in the next time and keep doing it like that got you yes very true guys did you hear that she said that she's been working on moves because I, a lot of pole dancers, a lot of dancers get really frustrated when they're like, I've been working on something. I'm The, the thing that always comes up the most is, I've been pole dancing for six months and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, oh, no, you're like an infant in this. Like, this is years of practice. This is years of knowing your body. This is years of training your body to do certain things. And it does not happen overnight. You know, you've been in the pole game forever. I've been in the pole game forever. But that's true. There's definitely moves that I've been working on for four years. You know, so it's also just be mindful of the space that you're in um, to the listeners out there that are like, I really want to get these pole moves. But just it's your journey, but, you know, put the work in, but also just be mindful of how you're developing in your pole journey as well. So very true. Yes. So another question, here we go, comes from JJ Polnerd hey. from Instagram. How do you keep your skin looking so moisturized on stage? 
I love this question. I do. That's a good question because black girls, you know, they always tell you not to wear lotion for pole dancing, but we can't not wear lotion because we'll be looking crazy. So please listen. That's the truth. But this is another thing. Like in in my personal experience, when I'm too dry, I can't stick anyway. Exactly. where this no lotion came from maybe other people have different skins but from my experience and my students like i use oil-free lotion so that's a a standby i i stand by i use i try to stick to using oil-free lotion and depending on the season depends on how much or little i apply but i have to have a full moisturized skin me i use a vino so that tends to work for me there we go um a vino is one and then corn huskers is another yes so I like those two. Sometimes I mix them together. Sometimes I mix them with dry hands. It depends on the season. It depends on the environment. I mean, it, it's not something I I consistently do the same thing throughout year, the year. Right. Because I think when it gets warmer, the moisture in your skin is higher because the, the air, the liquid in the air. Right. So I don't use as much lotion in the summer. But in the winter, what? I might have to put two, three layers on before I go to sleep or after I get out the shower. Thank to you. To make sure I stick. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't say that up, but you setting people up. Yes. Because and I, yeah. And I think also just as like a person of color, you, you know, you need moisture in your skin and you just, you just need it. So you do have to put on the layer. I always say this. I have like my, you know, my routine is like at nighttime. I definitely, I wear Vaseline. I'm. I'm, I think I'm special for this, but I actually wear Vaseline in pole dance, but I also love dry hands. I love iTac, which is like a waxy kind of base that you use, but you don't use it on your hands. I've seen people use iTac on their hands. Big no-no. But yeah, you, you need you need some kind of moisturization. <laughs> right. right. So I'd rather be too much lotion and try to grip through the slip, especially during competition. Then, um, not at the competition, but you know, competition training, then be dry because you listen, I've been pulling for years. You'll slip. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even do a fast monkey mm-hmm. safely dry. Mm-hmm. It's over. There's no moisture to, to tack to the pole. Yes, very true. Very, very true. Mm-hmm. Next question. These are good ones. This yeah. is from Shimid Sophie. Sorry, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Hopefully, you're listening. Hey, Ashley, I'm a huge fan of yours already. How do you train your core and your back? Do you do cross training? Well, this is a great question. I mean, honestly, I have started to do extra calisthenics for my core and my lower back because I think they're weak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I do. Cro- Let me just say, yes, I do cross train. But for me, that means calisthenics. That means. Uh, ankle weights that means drills on the pole and off the pole I don't necessarily like do cycling I don't do cycling I I mean bad I it's just not what I do handstands I I think helps I just like to do anything cross training that deals with my actual body weight right does that answer that question yeah definitely yes Mm -hmm. Yes. calisthenics calisthenics yes I do a lot of crunches now, and I realize I haven't been doing the upper crunches, so, oof, that's been helping me a lot now that I added that. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Gotcha. Yeah. Another question. This is from Natural Weirdo Nerd. 
What is your response towards the stigma of black women doing pole dancing? Okay, do you know about this stigma? Because I didn't know about this stigma. Do you know about this stigma? <laughs> yes, me, so I, I think can... I so I think the stigma of you know women of color doing pole dancing is it's always. I mean, when I say I'm a pole dancer, people automatically say, oh, you're a stripper or, oh, you're an exotic dancer. And, you know, I I always have to say, and it's not in a defensive way, but it's always like, no, you know, I I absolutely love exotic dancing, but I am more of like pole fitness. I'm more, okay. you know, I I do competitions, like I teach pole dancing, stuff like that. And I think it just gets, it gets mixed up in the, the questioning of what people say when you say, I'm a pole dancer. Right. And, you know, I guess she's also referring to us being black. Like, yes. maybe the stigma might be a little bit more intense. Yes. Or um, Yeah, well, I do me. That's how I fight that stigma. That's how I address that stigma. And, you know, yeah, we ain't going to sit up here and lie. Like, we don't like to twerk here and there. We don't <laughs> like to do our thing that we know how to do. Right. But at the same time, you know... I do focus on creating an image at minimum for myself and the things I can control in a light where, you know, we can really take pole to the next level and expand as a collective. Yes. Because obviously, the more sport we are, the, the more, you know, cleanliness we have, even to a degree, is going to open up doors for more people to be interested and more age groups to be interested. And in that regard, everybody wins. So for me... If someone does judge me, you know, negatively and I have the energy to really care and explain it to them, then I'll say what I have to say and I will stick to that. Uh, The hard part is you can't force people to see you in a different light, you know. Right. But if you stick to who you are and what you stand for, the people who can absorb that and grasp that will and all the followers will do what they do and follow. Because that's really why all this is going on right now. Because everybody can see a child pole dance non-sexually and be like, oh, that's unacceptable. Oh, that, that's too sexualized. But then on Instagram, why, uh, like a girl twerking. Girl, like, I, got into, <laughs> I got into the biggest argument with these random people and I finally had to just be like, Delijah, <laughs> Calm down, get off of Instagram. <laughs> because there was a little girl and she was pole dancing and she was a beast too. I think she was in Mexico. She was killing it. And she was like just living her best life, just doing what she does. And it, there was nothing sexual about it. But of course, there's always the people that are like, oh no, I would never have my daughter doing this. Absolutely not. If she's on the pole now, imagine what she's going to be doing later. And it's like, uh, imagine what she's doing later. She's going to be strong. She's going to have confidence. She she mm-hmm. could start uh, open a studio. She could start Black Girls Pole. She could change the world. She can change how people see it. And I like, it like took me to another level. And I was like, okay, your blood pressure is going up over people that you don't even know. And you're defending a little yeah. girl. But you know, but it's, it is moments like that, that you do have to, to step in and say that because ignorance is always going to be bliss and people are always going to think what they want to think. But, you know, you doing what you do, me doing what I do and us staying in our lane of not being afraid to educate people and being who we authentically are is definitely what will keep this poll game going. So, yeah, I appreciate that answer. She's first of all, you said when I'm minding my own business, (laughs) (laughs) which that's the best part about it is yes, that's that is the truth. Yes. So I have a question for you. This is a dear Delijah for me. 
how long do you actually prep for a certain competition piece? I mean, it definitely ranges, but I have to, I like to give myself at minimum four months, minimum. Mm-hmm. But it might increase to six. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes I'd be so busy, I only get get two or three. My preference is four to five months because that gives me time to work on specific moves, right. slowly start developing my routine. And then by the time it gets to a month in, hopefully I'm to the point where I can start running everything, if not majority of everything. Right. Because a month or two, that's like the dead, that's like the red zone. It is. I can't games i can't be doing shit i can't do too long i need to get my confidence up so yeah four uh four to six months is my my favorite sometimes i do three but usually when i do a two to three it's not the result i'd be i'd be wanting in my head even if i did do well you know what i mean got it got it got it got you nice all right well, sometimes if you're new to this, you might need a year, a year and a half. You, everybody's different. You know what I'm saying? True. Like, say that again, because, you know, a lot of people, they, they start pole dancing. And I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like when I first started pole dancing and I saw there was competition, I was like, oh, I want to do this, even though I've only been doing this for five minutes. Like, do it. But also remember kind of your lane. <laughs> You know, sometimes you do need a year to do it because you haven't built the strength and and you do need the confidence to to find it. And you do need the support of your space and of your instructors and of the students around you. So, yeah, everybody. And and life happens. Life happens. Sometimes you're going to have to rest. You might get injured. You might have to need to take a break. You have to you have to know, like, everything happens during competition training. You break up with your boyfriend, you get back in with him. You, you you know, you're, there's trauma with your family. Oh, oh, then there's trauma at the studio. You know, this should be happening to, to challenge mind and to challenge how how bad you want to accomplish a goal. So you got to understand it, everyone who's interested in this. The most best way to have a, the best experience is to really give yourself a real amount of time. True. A real amount of time. If you never did this before, what do you expect? Just to wake up and do it? <laughs> Run through stamina, run through stamina. I have people who run marathons who are like, when I run a routine, that is like some other, some other shit. That is not the same. It really is. And I think that that's one thing that people don't realize is the stamina that you have to have to, one, be able to do the pole moves and execute them with precision and look good doing them and make sure they're not sloppy and you have pointed feet, you know, there's that. And then it's like, also keep your character because nobody it's, you can have all the, the nice feet and all the things, but if you're boring that, you know, it's not fun to watch. So it's building the stamina and having all of that all wrapped into it. And then being able to still present something that's hard enough and you got to get your ass up that pole. So, <laughs> yes, right. very true. The stamina is the thing that I think people sleep on and they, they should not. And that we trying to do their routine two weeks before. Like, oh, God. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. I wouldn't even do that. OK. Right. So please get it together and give yourself some time. You have to do your routine if you expect to do your routine. Just remember that. That is the. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> you have to do your routine to do it. And if you have trouble doing it, you better keep doing it until it ain't no trouble no more. You know what I mean? People be like, oh, and then. Um, I'm going to yeah. do this. Yeah. Like, you can't dream about it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, they be dreaming about it. I be like, but girl, you know you're going to have to do this right now. She's like, but I'm smiling. Yeah, girl, so let's keep going. Let's keep going. You know, like, it's funny. It is funny. I did that to my damn self, my second competition, because my first competition, I got off with it. When I did American Pole, it happened to be in New York at the um, the Hammerstein Ballroom or whatever on right. 34. And, you know, my studio's right close. So they, she had us come in early, but then we, we could leave. So I went back to the studio. I didn't never finish running through my routine. So I ran through that the first time, the day of the competition. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. I tried to do that the second time, try to finish my comp- my piece four days before. Oh, it was trash. It was trash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't know who the fuck I thought I was. Right. Like, because you, you think you're like, oh, no, it'll be fine. It'll work out. It's like, no, because you actually have not done this routine. <laughs> that exactly. Is... <laughs> so I went on stage looking a mess. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't have some ill moods. I think I've always had ill moods. Even right. when I look back at the day. Right. But at the same time, the performance was a mess. And I didn't do everything on point. And it just looked awkward and, like, in character, out of character. Just a mess. Sure. A mess. I didn't study my videos. I didn't look at myself. I didn't critique myself. These are all things that either your instructor and or you have to do. Yep. And people get very, people get camera shy. I I tell my students all the time, I'm like, no, no, no. Like record yourself. Even if it's just for you, you need to see what you look like because there is a lot of times that I will be thinking I am looking amazing. I get that video and I play it back. I'm like, what? Who? What is this? <laughs> this what is this? <laughs> So I'd be like, no, I don't like that. And if you would have seen it, you would have been changed it. Right. You would have been fixed it. But you playing games because you shy. <laughs> that is you so know what funny. I'm Mad funny. That's so funny. It's so true, though. So, yes. Well, <laughs> guys, that was a really good Dear Delager segment. That was very real. That was very honest. I love you for that. So, this takes us to our Get em Goals. I have my theme song. I sing our Get em Goals. Don't laugh at my theme song. If you want to chime in, you can. It's time for our boom, ba-doom, boom, ba-doom, boom. It's the Get em hey. Goals. It's the Get em Goals. Hey, hey, it's the Get em Goals. Get em. <laughs> get em. So... <laughs> Our get em goal section is where the guest on the show gives you all, the listeners, a chance to pick a goal. Well, she picks it for you. And you guys will follow that goal, hopefully for the week. If it feels good and you want to keep following the goal, you follow it for the month. And then eventually we want this goal to turn into a lifestyle change. Yes. So, Ashley, what is your get em goal for the listeners for this week's episode? Okay. Listen, for this <laughs> I'm going to need y'all to not eat no fried foods. I'm, I'm counting French fries for myself. Oh. And, okay, no fried foods, or no processed foods, and no soda. Oh. Okay? That's the get them go. No fried foods, no processed foods, and no soda. Oh. Oh, she came at y'all. She just came for y'all. Came for your throats. We polars. We can't be playing games out in these streets. We Amen. need our muscles to recover, okay? Amen. You know what? I'm following this get em goal since I'm on my Bermuda body workout. <laughs> yeah, girl. Following That's it. You feel so much more energy. It's true. It is true. When you eat right, you feel lighter. You feel better. You can get up the pole. All the things happen. Your skin is better. Just everything. You just benefit from not eating fried food and drinking soda and processed foods. All right, guys. Well, no fried foods, 
no processed food, aka basically like anything white, like white. Yeah. It always has flour in it, like all the things. Right. And sodas, y'all know right. what I'm talking about. And no soda. No soda. No Doritos. You can always switch out your soda for a kombucha. Ooh, and that's a great option, honestly. It that's is. a good detox, ain't it? Yes, I love kombucha, and sometimes I'll even like put kombucha like in a wine glass to have the effect that I'm drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> but it's really a kombucha, and it's really like healthy for you, you know, and it's all the good gut bacteria and everything. So, and it's fizzy, so you can switch out your soda for your kombucha. Right. There you go. There you go. All right, Ashley. Well, oh my God. It's been so good having you on the show. <laughs> I had a blast. I'm ready to come back ASAP. Whenever you need me, we can hit on something else. Yes, we can. Yes. And where can everybody find you? So they can basically find you, Fox, I'll let them, I'll let you tell them. Where can we find you on social media, on your website? If they want to sign up for a class, where can they find you? Okay, let's start with getting on that poll. So if you want to get on that poll and you in New York or you in New Jersey, please don't be shy. Okay, we are super welcoming and we are friendly to people who never done a damn thing, never lifted a damn leg. And we also super friendly to people who have been polling. Yes. Uh, you can find us on 30th Street between 7th, uh, on 7th Avenue between 30th and 29th Street, Foxy Fitness and Poll. Um, we're on the third floor. That's right near Madison Square Garden. Super easy to get to. You can also find us in New Jersey. Listen, don't be confused. It is New Jersey, but it's called West New York, New Jersey. I'm sorry. I don't know why they named that, that. That I don't know why they could try to confuse people, but it is in Jersey. Um, and that is on 60th Street, uh, right near Bergen Line. At, between Bergen Line and JFK, you can find us on Google. Now, if you want to check us out on the gram, you can find Foxy Fitness and Pole at Foxy Fitness and Pole. Um, if you want to check out me on the gram, you can find me at Foxy Ashley Fox. Yes. That's Foxy Ashley Fox. No double X's, no double nothing, just one X at the beginning, Foxy. Foxy. And then one X at the end, Fox. Yes. You guys should definitely check her out. She has all the moves that I'd be like, in my next lifetime, I will do these flips and all the tricks. I can't, <laughs> Elijah. You're going to be doing some tricks, okay? We're going to have to work, okay? That's for sure. Because you be doing fire stuff. You just be too scary. Listen, ladies, don't be scared. Be thrilled. Then we're going to get somewhere, okay? You got to change what you think. She, amen. She did say that. That's true. I do need to come up in there and do a little training session with y'all. That is very true. All right, Ash. Well, guys, this has been another episode of the Black Girl Fit Files. Be sure to check us out on Instagram. We are Black Girl Fit Files podcast on Insta. You can follow me on Instagram, Delijah Amelia, D-A-L-I-J-A-H-A-M-E-L-I-A. And be sure to follow Black Girls Poll and all the events and things that we have coming up. But until then, fam, be courageous, be sexy, be strong. I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.